Simon. Guess, Hello, Samantha. Guess what I just did? Just what now. did you do? Just right this very moment. I oh uh, wait, wait, wait! No, I have to guess. <laughs> you played some hive with me. I did. I did do that. Uh, you drank coffee. I also did that. Uh, you, you drank a beer. You thought about uh, Robert Downey Jr. I, every second of every day. I mean, that's just cheating. This is too easy. As <laughs> this game's easy. Okay, no, I bought socks that have bitcoins on them. Yes. From the internet, from this fucking like sock website you just set up where you yes. buy bitcoin socks i have a website where people buy um socks with bitcoin on them <laughs> do you know what i love about you the like one of the many things okay tell me when did you have this idea um yesterday morning and now it's a thing on the internet and people can buy bitcoin well socks. i mean it's not really my idea yeah my friend nick Carolumbus, who's much smarter than i am and also knows how to make socks which yes. i don't know how to do and makes the most magical socks. he makes very magical socks <laughs> he <laughs> made socks with bitcoin on them uh-huh. and then he didn't know what to do with them and i did and so now we sell them <laughs> And like, so what I love about this is it's like, sometimes, sometimes great ideas, you sort of need to pull triggers on them quickly because it's timing, right? Like this is well, fun yes, and actually, you're right. So some, yeah. I, some ideas uh, need to percolate. Yeah. Other ideas, if you don't do something with them immediately, you, you yeah. never will. Yeah. And this was one of them. So yeah. I was like, hey, BitcoinSocks.com is available. <laughs> Let's buy it. <laughs> and sell Bitcoin <laughs> And socks. Shopify it. And and sell Bitcoin socks. Yeah, yeah. we and have a few orders now. It's really great. It's just like so. We were saying this earlier. Is that like everyone? So many people like want to do things and have great ideas. And sometimes you just need to do things. Yeah, sometimes you just have to do stuff, Sam. Yep. That's a good life lesson. It's a, it's a good. <laughs> it's also how you get yourself into terrible trouble <laughs> and waste a lot of time. But yes. Mm. Yes, there's a lesson in there somewhere. It's a thing about like living in the world these days is that, like, you, the, you can you can have these hardcore like core engineer developer technologist types, right? Yeah. And they can imagine a rocket that can go to Jupiter and can take photos of Jupiter, and that's fucking magical and crazy, right? But then there's also just people who are more like Swiss army knives of knowing how to do things, get things done in the modern world mm. um, and can just do a bunch of things very mediocrely but know how to like pull things together really quickly. <laughs> like Swiss army knife skills. Sets. Yes, so I actually have some strong feelings about that. Tell um, me your feelings. No, it's, it's, I, I think it's the only thing I know how to do mm. and and um is is just be a novice at everything mm. like i'm not an expert at anything mm-hmm. um but but when you when you come to something with sort of the beginner's mind mm. um you you sort of leapfrog the conventional knowledge about how i do x yeah and you're immediately in sync with the new way of doing it like right. you know if you had to set up an e-commerce shop and you've been doing it since the 90s yeah I don't know this, but you probably have a lot of ideas about how one sets up an e-commerce shop. Like you need to go get a merchant account yeah. at the bank, et cetera, et cetera. But also, you, even from the code base, like you build it from the ground up, right? Like you, probably, you would, I, I imagine. But yeah. now you can just. Like, Whereas now it's like I'm, you know, I'm coming as an absolute beginner. It's yeah. like I know nothing about e-commerce. Yeah. I need a shop. Who does shop? Shopify. Yeah. Rad. They've got website templates. They've got. But pay integration, yeah. they've, you know, it's yeah. done. Yeah. PayPal, out of the box, boom, you have a shop, you there can sell go. stuff. It's pretty amazing. And and so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swiss army knives. Swiss army knife people, I like it. And yeah. you don't even fart frequently. Like, sorry, the Daniel Radcliffe joke. 
Didn't she? No. I, no, no. Anyway, never mind. Daniel, who Cliff? <laughs> Harry Potter is in this new movie where he's a fighting zombie and it looks magical. He's a fighting zombie? It's called Swiss Army Man. Is Swiss? Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. It's, it's very like a strange. It's zombie. I, I want to watch it. You'll have to go and watch it and live tweet it so the rest <laughs> of us can. My friends, who I love very much, and they're married, and they're two of the best people, and they're married to each other, which is even more amazing. Simon and Bridget recently. Simon and Bridget. Sorry, Math- Matthew Barge and Bridget. Oh, you're yes, Simon. Them. Did you know that you're Simon? Um, they started doing this thing where they watch really bad movies and live tweet it, and they're hilarious. Yes. Yes. I often retweet them when they're doing it on Twitter. I actually, I saw this thing. They were they were live Batman tweeting Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, which I haven't seen and refuse to see. But now I want to watch it, but I only want to watch the version that is filtered through their minds. Well, and respect to them because they sacrificed two hours of their precious lives to yeah. go and yeah. see the movie again after making the mistake of they, seeing it the first time. <laughs> they're, they're doing it for, the, for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> they're just giving people. So, like, I've, I've also, I love this thing about, like, perpetual novicehood. Um, mm-hmm. But every now and then, being like, a beginner at everything being all a the time, at everything all the time. But every now and then, <laughs> like I feel the need to go back and get theoretical, which is the opposite of like getting practical, right? Uh, so, maybe. So yes. like I was trying to tell you about this the other day, but I'm gonna tell you again because it's so exciting. Um, so specifically with coding and software, right? So I did a dumb degree in writing things. Um, and then I started teaching myself to code in very, very entirely haphazard as I needed to do a thing kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of scrambling together more and more and more to the point where I can kind of now almost do some things, but I still have no idea what I'm doing half the time. It's more like, I know that if I copy and paste that thing from that library that I found, then I can do it the thing, but I don't know how, I just know that it's happening, right? I think 99% of all code <laughs> in the world today is written by somebody copying and pasting from like, like Stack Overflow. I think there's 1% of people somewhere writing code and they understand what it is. But anyway, I discovered this amazing online course called CS50, which is run yeah. by the Harvard and Yale people, oh, cool. which is the theoretical, like it's plugging, it's plugging my gaps, my theoretical gaps. Like it's helping me understand the first principles of what's actually going on and it's changing my whole view of the world and it's magical. It's, Which, it's reminding me of the value of good teaching. Yeah, and also the importance of sometimes knowing what you're doing because I think it's very yeah. easy to, in just about any discipline, mm. to learn what to do without learning why you're doing it yeah, and totally. what it's actually affecting. Yeah. Um, and you know, coding is 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 a great example of that. Yeah, you totally. can get pretty far with copying and pasting other yeah. people's code, etc. But if you want to, I mean, if yeah. you want to pull off something truly spectacular, yeah. you need to you understand, understand yeah. you know, what you're doing with those electrons flying through those processes. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I have no idea about. But, but it's interesting because it's like I think there's a new model of education emerging or learning things where it's like, so when I was trying to like plug my own I'm going to keep saying it plug my plug my holes when you're plugging your gaps when I was plugging my gaps uh, <laughs> you know you go into like Quora and there's millions it's like the most asked thing like how do I learn to code right? yeah. and a bunch of people saying well there's Code Academy and there's this thing there's that thing there's a million other things but the problem is like there's no firstly everything is in a fake controlled environment it's which doesn't help you the moment you have to leave their beautiful little interface and now try and figure out oh wait you first have to install node on your fucking computer how do you even do that what even is node what is the terminal Ah! i just wrote a a, a to-do application (laughs) in java but i don't know how to make it go (laughs) yeah on my thing 
Um, whereas, like, actually, I think there's this whole new um, way of thinking about education as being a curating problems. Like, I want someone to curate a series of problems for me that get incrementally harder, which is its own thing. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of these courses I've tried out is um, a hell of a lot of effort has gone into compiling them, but not much thought has gone into the experience of learning from them. Yeah. You know, like they're incredibly complex, actually, making Mm. that little box on the website where you can write code and stuff happens Mm -hmm. and it gets verified. But but I'm not learning anything. No. (laughs) I don't feel like I am getting any closer to my goal of making an app that summons helicopters when I push a button. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it would be cool. It'd be nice if you could summon them on other people just to freak yeah. them out. I mean, Uber Chopper was a step in the right direction, but you know, <laughs> you still needed a car to take you to the chopper. Yeah. In in the age of drones, yeah. I feel like I should just have uh, a aerial vehicle come to me. <laughs> I like this thought that, I, that you've just said of realizing that there is a spectrum between drones and helicopters. And at some point, there's like a single person-sized drone self-drone mm-hmm. which is also a self-driving helicopter it's gonna happen samantha mm. every home has a roof and uh 30 percent of roofs are flat and <laughs> i believe in a future <laughs> i believe in a future there's a fantastic image i need to find yeah. my friend magnus linkvist used to have it in his deck when he was speaking yeah. uh, of a magazine in the 50s and mm. they were imagining the year 2000 oh my god <laughs> And it's just, it's like... What a disappointment. This perfect compilation of how extremely fucked up the human mind was in the 1950s. Yeah. Because one of the things they imagined was that everybody would own a helicopter. And that well, men... know about energy crises. Men, of course, only men, would zip to work in their helicopter. And they have this fantastic illustration of this woman standing in a gown with the curlers on the roof with her tea, waving goodbye to her husband That's in his... So Dapper dog brown suit. We can imagine helicopters. Who's flying to work in his single-seater helicopter. I think that is the single best metaphor for human progress (laughs) that I've ever heard. In the year 2000. Yeah. The technology shit is easy, but actually like fundamentally imagining different ways of society functioning. Yeah. That's the shit that we find. Women going to work. Whatever. Whatever. I've been watching the most, well, not been watching, did watch the most incredible documentary the other day called um, She's Beautiful When She's Angry. Uh which is a deliberately ridiculous title but it's about um, the women's lib movement in the 1960s oh wow okay and just like lots of interviews with like people who were organizing on the ground at the time and such a gorgeous reminder of like how these women used to get like attacked in the streets for daring like for daring to say that maybe women should get better jobs you know um, and how the social order is going to fall apart and all of these things. Such a good reminder. Like, this was 50 years ago. And look at what's happened subsequently, Samantha. And look how fucked up You know, now that women are. don't live in the kitchen and just, you know, yeah. spawn babies well, every nine months. Things are still pretty fucked up. And it's, it's in a way, it's, it's, it's almost... It's messed up everything. Yeah. It's nice to go back and look at... Do like, they have ideas now? <laughs> Never. I mean... They're too emotional. Our lady parts... It's, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, it started with letting them out the kitchen mm-hmm. and now they want their own helicopters <laughs> and jobs to fly off to. I mean, energy, right? Like, do you know, I read, uh, did you hear that thing about Game of Thrones? I know you're not a Game of Thrones, but that... I could be. You know the premise of Game of Thrones though, right? Um, yes, pornography with dragons. Yes, birds okay. and dragons. Got it. But how it's a perfect metaphor for climate change 
where everyone is running around worrying about politics and who's going to sit on the dumb pointy chair and the whole time there are fucking ice zombies coming from the north that are just going to kill everybody and no one is dealing with that problem because they're too busy worried about the pointy chair and the boobs it's always the thing we don't see coming well we do this is everyone knows we do but we don't you know like the meteor that's going to wipe us out in 2025 no idea yeah no idea yeah we're too busy worrying about the donald's yeah it's hard to but i mean those things are connected though because i can't see donald and the meteor yeah explain our dinosaur overlord alien dinosaur (laughs) overlords who seeded humans on the planet millennia ago are going to see this shit and be like not on our watch and hurl a meteor at us (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is a lovely african saying Apologies to anybody what who does is, not speak the language. What does it actually mean? It means... It, take, it, take, loosely, take it means like, take that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Everything um, I know about Afrikaans I learned from bitter comics. It's uh, yeah, it's the world's second youngest language next to Esperanza, which nobody speaks. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Esperanza, nowhere. But Afrikaans, still spoken by some people. Yep. Including and almost in, mostly in Australia and shiny. now. <laughs> <laughs> by plenty of uh, fresh Australians. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. We sent you <laughs> our worst people. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like those two things uh, are connected. Being uh, beginner's mind, the uh, Swiss army knife of all trades. Yes, and also how fucked up politics. And are not seeing in the things world. coming. Yeah. Not not yeah. seeing the real thing. But like things are crazy right now. Like it's hard to see the world on a social cultural level as having progressed in a linear way, right? Because what the fuck global politics? Like, what yeah. what is happening? <laughs> this is the part where we tie it all together. It's okay, Simon. Um, what's, what's the what's the meaning? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be a lesson. I don't know. It is depressing, though. The world is a very depressing place at the moment, Samantha. Every time we feel like we're making progress, we get a Donald Trump or a Brexit. Mm. We can imagine the which I thought might be a laxative. Yeah. <laughs> when I found out more, <laughs> turns out that Brexit is actually. It's bad for you. It's not a good idea for anyone. Bad idea for everyone. Um, even Australia is going fucking weird. Even Australia, man. Dude. Even Australia is going weird. Dude. It's like It's the rise of the right. I must tell you, though, I had... Because uh, I spend a lot of time in England. Mm. And uh, I have some young liberal friends in England who voted mm. for Brexit. Mm. Which is weird, right? Mm. Because the media it would have us believe that only old conservative farts who didn't know what they were doing that voted media. for Brexit. No, sure. Um, I mean, but so, so the one lady I know in England, uh, she's quite forward thinking. She's definitely liberal. And she was like, no, she's got no problem with immigrants. Like, she's not stupid. Mm. She wants these people here. She wants them to stay. Mm. Like, it's all good. She was voting Brexit because she thinks the European Union is corrupt, sure. which, of course, it is. It's yeah. a political, yeah. you know, it's whatever. It's made of humans. It's of made of humans. <laughs> um, but she just wanted, like, nothing to do with the EU. And she felt like Britain should get back to deciding what it wants on its own. Sure. So for her, it wasn't a right-wing thing yeah. at all, although yeah. now that I'm speaking it out loud, it sounds yeah. kind of right-wing. There was a gorgeous long read in the New York Times. <laughs> Every time I, I reference something where I'm like, I read this in the New York Times. It's like, I heard this on NPR. Yes. It's like, I have to do it in that voice. It's a good voice. It's ridiculous. So in the New York Times, I was reading this fabulous piece, um, very well <laughs> written, while I was doing the Sunday crossword, um, about where this like traditional liberal dude goes and interviews Trump supporters. Um, and it's a good reminder of like it's very easy to parody the other side but to 
the like to the minds of Trump supporters, we yeah. are crazy. We are fucking crazy. Oh like, no, yeah, we we are batshit. Both sides think yeah. that the other side. We is actually we actually bother to find out whether or not things are true before we say them. I mean, only crazy people do that. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's hard though because, like, we were talking about this the last time that we we spoke and put a thing mm-hmm. on the internet. Right? Is like, it's actually very difficult to change your mind about your beliefs. It's very difficult, and we, like little liberals, sometimes get very very smug about like how much we know and how right we are. Exactly, but actually, uh, well, I just know. like it's hard those, not to when you're right. I know, but just like those very liberal technologists of the <laughs> 1950s who were all about their fucking helicopters, but they couldn't liberal. see. Well, some of them were. Okay. I don't know. I take your point. It's a good point. We're wrong. We're beginners yeah. about everything. It's just, I mean, you We're read wrong. this in the New York Times, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not I just, a reputable newspaper. Well, I just always picture somebody, like, tweeting their ex-Benedict next to their New York Times with a gingham filter on Instagram. <laughs> and going, just catching up with the news from this week. <laughs> That's why you have to say it in the voice. Yes. You do the voice way better than I do. Um, Unrelated. But, yeah. Huh? Unrelated. Uh-huh. Talking about filters. Mm-hmm. Do you think old people are using Snapchat now? No, nobody uses Snapchat. I, Get out of here. I feel like we have hit the Snapchat tipping point. All of a sudden, more than one other person that I know, which is an increase of 100% of people that I know are now using Snapchat. So I'm going to say a crazy thing. Yeah. I think Snapchat will be the next MySpace. I think it's going nowhere. Okay. I think uh, you're right. It's reached a critical mass. Yeah. Like, you know, Kanye is going to show up any second now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are on Snapchat. Yeah. I try to force myself to use it for two months. Mm. I put it on the front page of my phone uh. next to Facebook and Twitter and all the other things. Mm. Nothing made me want to open it every day. Mm. And every time I did, there was some banal, stupid shit from one of my friends who I used to respect who had now decided that it was a good idea to be a motivational speaker on Snapchat. Yeah. And there is nothing... Nothing that makes me want to open that app every day. Zero. Squat. But, I mean, face swapping was fun for five minutes. Yeah. But, you know, it wore off. And sure. and it's just, I, I don't see it, Sam. Yeah. I cannot imagine how this is going anywhere. I mean, I did love, like, when Vine was a thing. And it was like, it was this very constrained thing that made people that I don't think of as being very creative or funny yeah. in my friend group. It really brought out their funny creativity. Yeah. And that was great. And for a while, I thought Snapchat would do that too. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. There's nothing you can do on Snapchat that you can't do on Facebook or Twitter. Yes. And people have argued this point with me, but it's true. You can post video to Twitter. You can post video mm-hmm. to Facebook. The difference between Snapchat and Facebook is that Facebook knows how to pay people mm-hmm. and wipe its nose. Snapchat has absolutely no idea mm-hmm. how to make money, yeah. right? It's worth four squazillion dollars because users... And nobody has any clue how they're ever going to make money. Yeah. How on earth would you introduce advertising into Snapchat? Yeah. Not that that's a good idea because no. they ruin Instagram and advertising. They'll hear you. The if advertisers, you, they'll hear you. If you asked all the 16-year-olds to pay a subscription, they just go back to using whatever the yeah. heck it is they used before. Like, yeah. I don't, I just, I cannot see how this becomes a thing. A business. A sustainable thing. Look. I think Facebook is ultimately going to run into some walls for a while. They'll think of something else, but like... Facebook's jacked. Facebook doesn't have problems. Facebook makes money, cleans its nose. Will Facebook continue to make money if... Look, I, 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 and, 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 and again, I love Snapchat and yeah. I hate Facebook. Yes. But I think, I think Facebook's sustainable and I don't think Snapchat is. It's interesting. Sometimes you do need the grown-ups to come in and actually like... 
Well, I mean, I want to love Snapchat. I don't understand what it's for. <laughs> Nothing makes me want to open it. My friends look really stupid on it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if some people it. are doing useful things on it, maybe I just don't follow them. I Maybe that's what I like about it is your friends look dumber than you on Snapchat. And everyone <laughs> on Facebook is like, everyone yes. is so great. Everyone's yeah. life is so much better than my life. On Snapchat, everyone else is dumb. And that's I the payoff great. tag. When you, open up, when you open up the Snapchat website, it's like your friends look dumber than you do on this app. And we're back after a short interlude, <laughs> a break. Um, the word from our sponsors. We had silence. to take a break. <laughs> and now we're in a, a much more echoey room than yeah. we were before. No, that's not what happened. Our voice boxes were removed by an evil surgeon who broke into the room and decided to cut out our voice boxes for an experiment and replace them with echoey voice boxes. Oh, voice yes. Boxes. I forgot. That's what happened. Yes. How did you forget? And now we have echoey voice boxes. Oh, yes. nobody wants an echoey voice box. We need, we've been talking about this for years. We need like a studio that is our house. And yes, we need to live in a studio. You know what else we forgot to do? What? No, we regularly forget to do is to tell people things like we have a website. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. What is our website? Takebacktheday.co. That's a very good website name. I thought it was particularly awesome mm. when I bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that. Yes. What else do we have? Uh, Sam has a Twitter account. <laughs> She is at Greenham Sam. And Simon is at Simon. No, Dale. no, don't tell them. No, ah, too late. Before you know it, I'll have followers. Oh no. Um, Simon. Yes. Have you found things? This I week? find things all the time, Samantha. Under the couch. Under the couch. Do you know, every in time. My teeth. Every time I move my couch, <laughs> I find like for any reason I find uh-huh. this whole collection of cat toys and then my cat thinks it's Christmas she's like he's like oh toys I forgot I had toys and then he goes bananas and then almost immediately pushes them all directly and your cat is back correct under the couch <laughs> which is great because then he can just be surprised later it's like oh I have toys mm-hmm. it's great I think the last time we had a conversation on the internet I told you about Google Keep yes which I love how's it going you still love it yeah it's good but I shouldn't tell you about it again so let's talk about Shopify. Shopify. How easy was it to build this whole Bitcoin socks store? It was falling over a log easy, Samantha. Really? Uh, we have no affiliation with Shopify. In fact, we have no sponsors because, <laughs> we, because maybe, we have no sponsors. Maybe we should get on that. Like, doesn't every podcast in the world, aren't they all sponsored by Squarespace? Yes. And um, We even make our website with Squarespace. We do. I don't want advertising, though. Why do though. we Squarespace? Dude, but... Advertising is... I mean, I've got this suggestion that they send us. <laughs> we'll have none of that. Dude, anyone who helps me buy my beer, I'm done. I'll help you buy your beer. Oh, yay. You can be my advertiser. Should we, do you want some advertising? Shopify beer? was super simple to set up. You go to shopify.com. You tell them what you want to sell. You start selling it. Uh-huh. And you watch the, the dollars roll in. The cash dollars. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> no, it really is. You know, there's a lot of these like we make it simple to do X, Y, and Z on the internet tools, and mm. none of them prove to be quite as simple as they purport to be. Mm. Shopify is every bit as simple as it purports to be. So the last time I spoke to anyone about Shopify, what they told me was most helpful is that it doesn't just set up the the online website. It like also will handle like the triggered email, like Everything. confirming the order and the whole like shipping status thing, right? It makes it all so simple cool. that we should each have a shop setting a thing. What would I sell? 
What would you say? I mean, you're quite, you're quite the maker, Samantha. I could sell lamps. I've you could sell Adventure Time shoes. <gasps> I make great Adventure Time shoes. I mean, the cost of labor there is yeah, quite high. It'd but, be uh, terrible. I, I, I have mean, been on quite a... she hand paints everyone. I do. It's like my thing. You could sell those. Yeah. Uh, you I could sell... Lamps. I've been making lamps. You could take uh, single hairs from Digby. Yeah. Cast them in epoxy blocks. <laughs> World's cutest cat hair. Yes. <laughs> you could sell cat hair blocks. I mean, I could just do what everyone does. I could just sell dirty underwear. I really feel like that is <laughs> the easiest way that I could make some spare pocket money. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a try, right? But then... Right, am I right? <laughs> I mean, you, where, did, where does this come from? Where you just, like, you start making, like, fake, fake dirty underwear. So you get, like, tins of tuna... And you, some cottage cheese. This is disgusting. <laughs> you just have to make them swap smell, you know. Is that what they juicy. do in the Japanese vending machines? <laughs> Must do. Um, anyway, this got gross. Okay. Um, Shopify sounds rad. Shopify is amazing. Mm-hmm. It makes it possible for you to Shopify anything. Samantha, have you found anything that's yes. amazing? Yes. <laughs> Tell me so, all about it. Please, God, save I, me. <laughs> I am recommending that everyone I know who is even vaguely interested in technology, even if they don't think of themselves being very technical people take the cs50 course or at least watch the first couple of intro lectures because they're magical okay um it's just great and everyone should do that but as a useful thing i recently discovered this thing called fusion tables which is a google thing Mm. so i was recently convinced to finally let go of my excel license which was a big step for me um i've had tableau for ages and other like and I can SQL and so the more hardcore data analysis stuff, but I can't R. I've never been able to R. So what I, does that mean? Okay, so there's the spectrum of playing with data, right? Yes. On the far left is like things you can do in a, like on a piece of paper, right? Uh-huh. And then there's like Excel. Yes. Okay? And then there's like you need Tableau or something to visualize and play and SQL, like in okay. the middle. And then once you run out of, you can't do things anymore that you need to do with that, then you have to learn actual data analysis programming languages like R or Python. Okay. okay. Right. And it isn't really a spectrum because it would be smarter to actually just learn Python from the beginning. But most people who are interested in data sort of start playing with Excel, right? Okay. Are you with me? Yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so R I, is a programming language for statisticians who have Macs. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like R and Python is what the hardcore data people use. Got it. Yes. And there's a whole little world in the middle, which is like tools like SQL and Tableau, which mm-hmm. is like you don't quite know the hardcore tools, but you're doing things that are too fancy for Excel. Okay. Right. Okay. Got it. I was finally persuaded to let go of Excel, but there are always things you want to do with that kind of thing. You want to like brute force stuff because right. you, you don't want to do the hardcore things. Um, and then I was trying to use Google Sheets, which is the Google alternative. It was completely falling over. Like it was crashing all the time. It was terrible. I couldn't do half the things I needed to do. It was driving me crazy. Um, and then Google, in their infinite magic and wisdom, I discovered had a product for exactly my need, which is like slightly bigger than Google Sheets slash Excel, but yeah. slightly smaller than like I actually need to do this using programs. So give me, give me an and example. And it's called Fusion Tables. That's amazing. Sorry. Give me an example of something I could do with okay. Fusion Tables. So, that, one of the things that's really yeah. cool about Fusion Tables is Google also lets you easily upload public data sets. Okay. So you can, for example, go and say, I want to look at all, it's obviously very US focused. I want to go and upload the US census data. Okay. Like row by row. 
right? Or I want to go and upload weather information from a particular town for the past 30 years. Okay. Like insane amounts of data, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can go and link in public data sets or you can upload your own databases. Like say you have the names and addresses of five million people who have bought Bitcoin socks. Okay. And for each of those people, you have lots of data about them. Mm -hmm. And you have a different table which has all of their purchase history. And okay. a different table that has, this is, stop it, you're yawning. I'm not, I Data is exciting, okay? Data, is, data makes the world go uh, around. Oh. Anyway, so fusion tables will very easily, without you having to know too much about what you're doing, yeah. it'll take those little tables and it'll zip them all together for you and then? so that you can do fancy visualization and fancy searching and you can ask it good questions and it'll go and look at much bigger chunks like of Like how many people who bought Bitcoin socks in Alabama also bought pot plants? Yes, and how many of them bought it when it happened to be raining? Okay. You know what I mean? Like you can go and... This sounds magical, Sam. So magical. You'll have to show me at some... Because yes. I'm way too stupid for this No, stuff. no, you're not. I mean, what's, what I love about it is in true Google fashion, it looks deceptively simple. Right. But yes, that is, that is Google's uh, true fashion. Yes. So if you are a data person, if you were a data person, and you haven't quite gotten around to learning the actual real Python things, but you know like a little bit of SQL, or even if you don't know a little bit of SQL, you want to do something that's slightly too fancy for Excel, Fusion Tables. Awesome. Yes. That's the thing. Go play. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That Sam found on the internet, yes. made by that. Google. I feel like increasingly all of our favorite things that we mention on these conversations come from Google. God, I love Google. Why, how, how do they manage to make all the things? They ship. They ship, dude. They fucking ship. Done is better than good. Mm, good and done is better than good is better than great I don't know all the sayings yes but just ship god damn it just fucking ship just get it out the fucking door yes make your stop fucking complaining and make sucks. it happen I love you I love you too Samantha You're such a doer I know I uh, I'm doing my doership <laughs> <laughs> alright shall we go do stuff yeah it's good to do okay bye bye Sam